From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and White, the new definition of color commentary. We've got a hotter than a habanero pepper episode, another one today, loaded with all kinds of, ooh, loaded with all kinds of spice, folks. So we're bringing the heat today. And before we get started, as always, you can go and uh, send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com. Questions, comments, shoutouts, what have you. Or you can go to inblackandright.net, our website. Uh, and believe me, we're going to be putting up some interesting stuff this afternoon, that is for sure. But let us get started. We've got plenty on the plate today. So... Of course, the big story from yesterday was Tucker Carlson uh, being fired from Fox. Apparently, Tucker uh, was fired and not leaving voluntarily uh, as the network and its spokesman uh, tried to tell us. So, and we'll get into a little, we'll get into a little bit more of that, uh, maybe in the show today, but man oh man. Um, today is just really weird because I'm going to kind of sort of circle back a little bit. Oh, God, I can't believe I just sounded like Jen Psaki. Anyway, but yeah, yesterday, um, or actually today, let's start with today. Yesterday in Helena, Montana, at the state capitol, LGBT extremists stormed the Montana Capitol in support of a trans lawmaker who was censured over anti-Christian remarks. Now, the fact in a state like Montana, which is quite red, and that's definitely MAGA country, how they got a trans lawmaker in the Montana legislature, I don't know. That has to be one totally weirded out district. But anyway, now these extremists uh, actually went bonkers in the Capitol to the point where uh, seven were arrested uh, in connection with uh, in connection with this protest. Now, the Montana GOP House leadership described the incidents as a quote-unquote riot by left by far left agitators. Well, shoot. Well, you can't call them fire left. Really? How about the New York Times calling Tucker Carlson a voice of the far right? So don't give me this, you can't call them far left. These people are dangerous. Not just radical, not just militant, but downright dangerous. Okay? Now, the story from Just the News and also On the Blaze... It was just ridiculous. It was absolutely straight up ridiculous. Uh, oh my goodness. Let me find the. Uh, let me find this portion. Uh, okay. Because there's something in here that absolutely 
should definitely be taken uh, into consideration. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, wait a minute. Here we go. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. Oh yeah, here we go. Here we go. This. Um, let's see. Let's go. Back. I, I want to go back a little bit. Okay, there we go. Just reading a little bit of a of the story from the Blaze about the. Uh, about the riot on yesterday. LGBT extremists stormed the Montana Capitol Monday, disrupting the democratic process until riot police were able to clear the scene. The angry mob holding the State House of Representatives for ransom signaled support for transvestite lawmaker Zoe Zephyr, the Democrat state representative, censured last week for spewing anti-Christian statements at his maybe her, I don't know, Republican colleagues. The Blaze previously reported that Zephyr castigated his Republican colleagues during a debate over amendments to Senate Bill 99, the Youth Health Protection Act. The bill was already passed by the State House and the Senate, and Governor uh, Greg Gianforte indicated he will ultimately uh, sign the bill, ratify the bill. Zephyr said, and I quote you, the only thing I will say that is, if you vote yes on this bill and yes on these amendments, I hope the next time there's an invocation when you bow your heads in prayer, you will you see the blood on your hands. I'm like, okay, sorry. Uh, thanks for the love and the tolerance. So, yeah, th these are people, oh, my goodness, it's crazy. Now, of course, in response to this ding-dong's remarks, made less than a month after transgender extremists shot up a Christian school, that was the Nashville shooting, Majority Leader Sue Vinton stated that, and, and I quote, she's a Republican, I will note that this, that this is extremely, entirely inappropriate, disrespectful, and uncalled for. We can debate matters civilly and with respect for each other. Not if you're an extremist LGBT type. No, no, no. If you stand up against them, you're a Nazi. You're a homophobe. You're a transphobe. You're this. You're that. It's like, it's like children on a playground. It's like you don't agree with them. They have a freaking meltdown. I mean, I've seen this more and more. But now, of course, you know, now you've got a lawmaker in a state like Montana, and now you've got all of a sudden a riot at the state capitol holding, the, holding essentially, yeah, the Montana State House hostage until the riot police showed up and cleared it out. Now, of course, what... I'm willing to bet that a lot of those folks who were rioting and protesting, and it sure wasn't peaceful, I'm willing to bet that not all of them are Montanans. I mean, you essentially, you it's like what happened in Tennessee at the state capitol in Nashville. All these anti-gun zealots out there, and and I gotta I gotta know that. 
and you have and you can be pretty dang sure that not all of those people were from the state of Tennessee. I mean, it's it's essentially the leftist random mob. They scream, they shout, they act like jerks. I mean, and I don't think this situation in Montana is any different. This person who's just as mean and as vicious and anti-God as I can possibly think of. Now, you know, making all these, well, you should be saying to yourself, you got blood on your hands. These are the type of extremist language that these people use. Don't believe me? Well, let's go back to yesterday when I did the story, this story about an alphabet activist, an extremist, same from the blaze. LGBT activist threatens anyone who would try to keep him out of women's bathrooms or protect their kids. Quote from the, per, the dangerous pervert, it will be the last mistake you ever make. Now, that is an open threat, okay? This is the type of language that these people use, and that's what's why I say it's not a question of you know, being, you know, with the perversion and everything, that's bad enough. But now, these militant LGBT types, I mean, militant to the point where they're making open threats on TikTok and other uh, social media platforms. The manifesto of the, Nan of the Nashville shooter still isn't known. It's still in the hands of the FBI, and they won't cough it up for anything. And I really wonder why. They just up and took it from the Nashville police and they kept it for themselves and didn't even make a copy and will not release it to the public. And I really wonder why. So yes, I mean, you have to... Oh, oh, oh. Ay, 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 ay. This is just crazy. I mean, this story uh, from yesterday and what happened... Uh, with uh, the situation at the Montana State Capitol, these folks are just not, you know, they're just not weird, but they're like demonized and dangerous. And even making open threats against parents protecting their kids, going into a women, a man going into a woman's restroom because he just figures that, oh, I'm entitled, and how dare you infringe upon my rights. Ding dong, how about the rights of parents to protect their kids? This is, this is absolutely one part of a really sick and twisted agenda. And even did the story yesterday about the entire West Coast uh, and their legislatures essentially telling parents, you don't have a right to, do any, to have any say in uh, your kids, your minor kids. And I, it's right on in blackandright.net. Check it out. There is a copy of the legislative summary from the Washington State Legislature about a bill to usurp the rights of parents, uh, and their minor kids, as far as gender-affirming care. In other words, mutilating your kids. Yes, I said it, big deal. Who cares? Now, this, and, and people think I'm crazy. They just kind of like, oh, wow. No, 
No, no, no, my friends. This is nuts. This is not... This is not child's play. This is These are dangerous people. Dangerous people who will openly threaten peop other people, especially parents, because they want the right to be essentially a demonized pervert. Oh yeah, I'm going to get real I'm going to get real raw here, okay? I'm just going to get raw. Because the only way you're going to confront this level of demonization and just straight up evil and perversion, you just have to hit it square in the nose. They are these people are bullies. They're acting like bullies and they're trying to tell you moms and dads, that you have no say. I'm going to do whatever I want, even if it offends you to the core, and I have to actually use physical force to defend myself and my right to be just plain weird. That, that's it in a nutshell, folks. That is it in a nutshell. And I don't know what's going on. I, I really don't. But, oh well, what can you do? Uh, oh my, I better be careful and keep my blood pressure down. But, something a little bit more mundane, but just as important. Um, we now have uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Um, expect, uh, we're talking about the debt ceiling. And here's another great story from Just the News uh, today. McCarthy expects debt limit to pass, the to pass House this week as key Senate Dems urge Biden to negotiate. Hmm. Okay. That sounds quote-unquote reasonable. But, okay, now here's Joe Biden, who has officially now, via video, has declared for his re-election bid. Now here's a chance for him to actually <clears throat> listen to some of these Senate Democrats telling him, hey, you need to negotiate. You can't just go around saying, I'm not going to negotiate. I mean, otherwise, what you're going... And frankly, McCarthy has a golden opportunity here to keep the House Republicans in line and hold the line on spending. Okay. That's just kind of how that needs to happen. You know? Yeah. So, what it... So, ugh. If, if Biden gonna, is going to continue this sort of intransigent behavior, then if... Uh, if, and this is a big if, if we do default on our obligations and it's not that far away, my friends, it's not, then this is Joe Biden's fault. Now, of course, the mainstream media will never, ever, ever blame Democrats for a mess of this, disaster, of this disastrous and biblical proportion, but it is Biden's fault. He needs to negotiate, whether he likes it or not, whether the mainstream media likes it or not, and frankly, his own party. And even members of his own party are saying, hey negotiate, okay? Negotiate. Work with these people. Work with the Republicans. And actually, it might actually help his image. I mean, I kind of doubt it because of all the other crap that he's allowed to 
<laughs> uh, happen in this country, but the debt ceiling is consequential. Now, Russ Vogt of the Center for Renewing America has worked with the Congressional, uh, the House Republicans, on a plan to deal with spending. And frankly, I say, and, and yeah, and I'm a pretty much a hardliner, no increase in the debt ceiling, not without substantial, and I do mean substantial cuts, I mean real cuts, because if we keep going the way we're going, and that's both parties and both houses, Republican, Democrat, House, Senate, if you keep this up, then all of you are going to deal with a whole lot, and I do mean a whole lot, and I mean millions of pissed-off Americans because y'all just wanted what you wanted and didn't give a rip about the American people who we're out here busting our chops, trying to keep a roof over our head, food on the table, gas in our cars, kit, uh, clothing on your kids, and yeah, and you're just kind of playing politics and doing what the special interests, uh, who are your biggest donors, tell you to do. Oh, did I just get a little bit rough? Well, let's go and get a whole lot rougher. That is for sure. Now, we already, right now, are dealing on a global scale with the de-dollarization of America. That is for sure. We've got Brazil, we've got Russia, India, China, um, countries like Japan, who are buying central banks, who are buying gold like crazy in record-setting numbers. But then, of course, yeah, and I know what I gotta play this because this is so indicative of the global situation rather than anything else because I'll tell you right now we have a very concerted global effort to de-dollarize uh, oh, hang on a second there we go, sorry about that but yes uh, Steve Bannon recently talked with Dave Bratt former congressman from Virginia and the dean of business, a dean of economics at Liberty University in Virginia, talking about the de-dollarization of America and what's going on on the world stage to eliminate the dollar as the key uh, currency, the world's reserve currency for international trade. So I want to just play this because it's really indicative of where we are right now in the country, actually in the world. The lead story on Politico this morning, I think Alexander Burns, is this thing about Lula's going to lead this global uh, effort against Trumpism. And I'm down there, you know, I'm the buried leader, I'm down five or six paragraphs. I've told you about this. We now are, in, we, we are winning everywhere. We're winning in Finland. We won in the Swedish Democrats. We won in Italy. With the biggest one we got is is showing the EU's lying about Ukraine. So we got victories all over. Lula, today, Alexander Burns got this chilling piece about how Lula's going to learn. What did I tell the, the, the been rant over the last couple of weeks about Lula in Brazil? 
and I gave the interview in, uh, in to the Portuguese paper, the New York Times of Brazil, that said what Lula's going to do. The story, the, the, the uh, Reuters got, he's on the plane that he's in Beijing. Lula's in Beijing to his paymasters, and they're talking about how they're going to coordinate this reaction, this effort to get back up, to get in back of the populist nationalist movement throughout the world. And what does Lula do? The Financial Times interview, just, the, the headline just popped. James Urkel, one of our our great uh, people here on the staff, she said to me, Lula says, we must, wait for it, wait for it, we must get off the dollar. I told you it's going to happen. This was the key of keeping Bolsonaro in down there. That Lula's an agent of the Chinese government. He's in Beijing. The first thing he says in Beijing, the first thing he says is we got to get off the dollar. We need to go to the yuan. We need to go to an alternative currency to break the United States of America. He's a Marxist. He's on their payroll. I said this in the election. They stole that. I don't care if the Brazilian officials like it or don't like it. I don't care if the Justice Department here likes it or don't like it. Suck on this. He stole that election. Everybody in Brazil knows he stole that election. And he stole the election with the CCP and background because they look at that as Liebenstrom. They're living space for resources. And now they've got a godless, atheist Marxist in Beijing rubbing up with them. The first thing he says is, we got it for the dollar. Now it's in Politico. That piece, you should be ashamed of that piece. You're not because you're a bunch of godless, atheist Marxists too. And no, we're winning. We're absolutely winning. Hey, we're taking some shots. I'm the first to admit that we're taking some shots because they're going to give, you know, as good or better than they get. This ain't easy. But the entire destruction of this republic, I'm going to go to my next two guests to connect dots. I'm going to Juarez with Todd Benzman, and then I'm going to go to Julie Kelly about J6, the administrative state. You're in it now with the sovereignty. And when people say it's too much, you get the thing, it's too much. But curl up in your bed and suck your thumb, okay? Look at 1776. How many people came and answered the call then? Uh, about a third at best, okay? And probably 5 to 10%. So I don't give a damn. We're going to go down fighting. We're either going to win or we're going to go down fighting. Either way, we're going to be able to look in the mirror and say, hey, we did our, we did our duty when it was time to do our duty. And we're in it now. Lula. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, folks. <clears throat> Absolutely. We are in it. it. This The debt limit, the debt ceiling, is a key issue along with all of this. We have been targeted, folks. This, <laughs> China is not a threat. China is our friend. No. China pretty much owns Biden, Joe and Hunter, and probably other members of the family, too. These people don't care. China wants us gone. And, and I can assure you, the deep state in this country absolutely is scared spitless of Donald J. Trump. Because he absolutely knows how to dismantle the deep state. And they will do whatever they have to. Lawfare, uh, psychological warfare, spiritual warfare, doesn't matter. This country, we, uh, we are at war, people. We are at war. And for God's sakes, I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ... 
Wake the heck up. Realize what's at stake. Because if you don't, guess who's going to pay for it? I've said this so many times, I've lost track. Your kids, your grandkids, will be nothing more than the property and the wards of the state. If we don't stand up, get involved, learn things, and fight for this country, or go down trying, then, hey, we have no one to blame but ourselves. Period. I will, I've said it before, I will say it again, I will double down, I will triple down, I will quadruple down. But we have to do something instead of sitting on our blessed assurance. Because the church, as much as, well, I don't want to get political, well, too late, sister, too late, brother, we, it, we're already in it. And if we don't start understanding that this is warfare, warfare for the culture, warfare for our nation, warfare for our economy, for everything that made America great and exceptional, then I can't help you. I mean, I'm willing to get out there and fight, and I will find others who will fight with me and get involved. Man, even if we lose, at least we stepped up to the plate, did all we could, seeking the, seeking the grace and the favor and the mercy of God, and okay, we didn't quite make it, but if we can at least go down fighting with a clear conscience, I'll be, I'll be sad at first, but I'll accept it, and that's unfortunately why too many folks sitting in church pews on a Sunday are thinking that, hey, everything's going to be fine. We're fine. No, we are not fine. And I'm looking to build a collaborative relationship with pastors and ministers and other clergy because it seems that we are unnecessarily adversarial. Uh, pastors preaching one side and people like myself who do commentary, who are watchmen on the wall, on the other side, and the two just are like butting heads like a couple of rams. We, it, this shouldn't be the case because there are things that pastors need to know about what's really going on just like those of us who do this, who do news and commentary and whatever, we need that spiritual strengthening. It's the combination of the two. And if we don't have it, we might as well just close up shop, last one out, turn the light off. And that's not exactly why I believe that in black and white and what I do as far as ministry... I don't believe it's a mistake. We've been called for such a time as this, and in these last days, and frankly the last of the last days in certain respects, depending upon your belief, this is not the time to just roll over and play dead. You know, and be like a puppy looking for a belly rub. No. The enemy is out there, 
they don't care about you, and they will do whatever they have to to squash you like a bug if you dare to get uppity uh, and try to be critical of them and what they do and their policy. Policy means something, okay? It's not about the politics. It's not about the personalities. It's policy more than anything else. And this is why the woke Christians, the anti-Trump Christians, were so blind that they got, they got played. And now look at where we are. We are essentially in the early stages of World War III. We've got China saber-rattling in Taiwan. You've got the Russians and the Ukrainians duking it out. You've got economic problems on a global scale. You still have problems in the Middle East, even though President Trump did give us the Abraham Accords, did move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem and recognizing it as the capital. But no, I don't like his tweets. He's just so mean. He's narcissistic. Oh, God, please. If I hear that anymore, I'm probably going to just puke my guts out. Because you had your chance, and you screwed the pooch. Period. And you screwed it so bad that dog breeders across the country are in tears. We have a chance to fix this, but we have to be united. We have to be involved. And frankly, some folks just really need to get over themselves and their dang egos. Because this is about the country. It's not about you. Ay, 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 ay. I, um, I'm probably not going to be well-liked after this, but that's not my reason for doing this. I'm trying to tell you what's coming, and we got problems. We got big problems. And if I don't do my job, then, I'm gonna have, then God's going to have a problem with me, and frankly, I'm not into that. I don't want to be into that. I, Lord knows I got enough stuff to deal with rather than having you know, blood on my hands because I didn't do my job. No, thank you. Not really into that. And on that note, my friends, I'm just going to call it a day today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, also, just as a reminder, we can you can find the audio version of In Black and Right on all podcast platforms. We're on all of them, big, small, and in between. You can also go to our Rumble page, and the easiest way you can get to that is simply go to inblackandright.net, scroll down the home page, and you'll find a link to our Rumble page and In Black and Right Daily, and also our other uh, archive of, of videos and interviews. So for now, my friends, just take care of yourselves. Have yourself a great rest of the day. Uh, God bless our first responders, police, fire, emergency medical, our military that are out there defending freedom. God bless each and every one of you. And patriots still come in all colors.